Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, I have a huge, huge favor to ask of all of you. If you haven't already, please leave an honest review on the podcast app that you are listening to me on right now. This helps us show up higher in the search results, and therefore we can reach and help more people. Now, it doesn't have to be anything long or complicated. You can literally write great episode, just like Tamika. Thank you, Tamika, for your kind words. Totally appreciate it. And thank you, Cindy, who says this podcast is both educational and motivational, keeps me on track with my own health journey. Thank you, Cindy, for your beautiful review. Okay, my friends, I'm actually recording in a different location. I'm still in my house, but I'm I'm like, I usually stand at my desk in my office and I'm like, why don't I just sit down on the couch and get comfy? So I am sitting on my couch surrounded by laundry that I folded last night that has still yet to be put away. Um, can you relate? <laughs> Anywho, um, we'll see how it goes. So um, on to our topic for this episode. I want you to stop judging yourself, okay? Stop judging yourself. <laughs> now, it seems so easy, right? And I can l- literally say like, stop judging yourself, but we keep doing it. So why is it so hard to implement? And what are the implications of judging yourself around what you eat in your body. So I'm going to share the answer to these questions today, as well as steps you can take to lessen the self-judgment. So why am I recommending that you stop judging yourself? What happens when we judge ourselves around food and our body? So when you judge yourself around the food you eat, this can activate the binge and restrict cycle. It just kind of puts us into that cycle. So you start to think, I, should be eat- I shouldn't be eating this ice cream or I'll never lose weight. You judge yourself for eating the ice cream because you're eating the ice cream, right? And you're sitting there eating it and you're like, I shouldn't be eating this. I should stop. I shouldn't be eating this. I, I, I'm going to gain weight or I will never be able to lose weight. So you're judging yourself for eating the ice cream and you believe that you will never lose weight if you eat the ice cream. So you restrict the ice cream, right? You're like, okay, that's enough. I'm never going to have ice cream again. You get rid of all the ice cream in your freezer, whatnot. You restrict the ice cream and probably other sugary or fatty foods that you quote unquote shouldn't be eating. And after a while of overly restricting, you have massive cravings or a stressful day or not enough sleep and you give in and you eat a ton of ice cream. This overeating leads to more undereating and the cycle continues. Not something we want to be stuck in. Judgment around the food you eat and your body also creates guilt and shame towards yourself. When you think, I should be eating this or I shouldn't be eating that, and then you go and eat it, you feel guilt towards yourself. So when you say, I shouldn't be eating the ice cream, and then you go and eat the ice cream, 
you feel guilt, you feel out of control, you feel shame around yourself. You believe it is your fault that you ate food you shouldn't have eaten. You feel guilty for gaining weight or not losing weight. You see it as your fault. When you feel guilty about what you eat or the size you wear, you tend to behave in self-destructive ways like overeating, negative self-talk, over-exercising, or under-eating. These actions, my friend, do not serve you. Now, judging yourself creates this feeling that you're not good enough, right? That you didn't meet the bar or surpass the bar. You feel that you need to be better in some way, shape, or form. And when you do this, you set crazy, impossible, unrealistic goals. And these crazy, impossible, and unrealistic goals are designed for you to fail. We don't see that in the moment, right? We're like, oh, I'll just... I'll just never have any sugar ever again, right? That's very extreme, but like, or I'm, I'm going to have no sugar for 30 days. Like I can't, I can't control myself around sugar. I'm just going to not have it for 30 days, which if we're struggling with overeating sugar, it's not the sugar that is the problem. It's something deeper, right? But we think at the time we think we're like, well, I just need to restrict it more and then I'll be better. Right. So we're creating these these goals that are designed for you to fail. And it's impossible to never eat sugar again. Right. It's not a realistic goal. It's crazy to wake up at 4:30 a.m. every weekday and do one hour of intense boot camp for the rest of your life. Right. But we set these goals. We're like, I'm gonna get up every single day this week. And hit the 5 a.m. boot camp and for an hour and for the rest of my life, right? (laughs) It's unrealistic to lose 10 pounds in a week, but we set these goals. We set these unrealistic goals because we feel like we are not good enough. And that by setting such high standards and meeting them, we will prove that we are good enough. But you know what happens? these goals being too unattainable, you fail. You judge yourself and the cycle continues. You set even more unrealistic goals. So these are just three examples of how judging yourself does not support you and healing your relationship with food or yourself. So self-judgment causes the restrict binge cycle. Self-judgment creates guilt and shame towards yourself. And self-judgment pushes you to create unattainable goals that are setting you up for failure. So when we stop and look at what we are doing when we judge ourselves, it is clear that it's not helpful or supportive. Like as I lay these three things out, these three points out, you're like, of course, that's not helping me. Of course, that's not what I want to do. So why do we keep doing it? Why do we keep judging ourselves? When we look at the biology of it, we as humans have what is called the negativity bias. This means the human brain was designed to survive and therefore is constantly on the lookout for danger that may be a threat. We're constantly looking for danger. But in today's modern world, 
we are at little threat of being attacked by a bear, right? And therefore, we have to work to override our negative negativity bias in order to stop judging ourselves and experience joy or experience peace. So how do we get rid of this negativity bias? And I don't want to say get rid of it, but how do we override it, right? And stop judging ourselves. Okay, number one. We are often unaware of how much we actually judge ourselves, right? We judge our eating, our workouts, our size, our parenting, our ability to be a good spouse or partner. We judge our work performance, our ability to provide a good friendship or be a good friend. We judge our cooking. We judge so much about ourselves, my friends. So the first step is to become aware of your judgment of yourself. Notice when you judge yourself, criticize yourself, or compare yourself to others. So words to look for are things like, I should, I shouldn't, right? I should, I shouldn't. Those are huge. I'm not good enough. They have more. They are better at X, Y, and Z. Look at all they can do. Why can't I do that? Now, this includes any kind of comparison, any labeling, and criticizing thoughts. So just start to notice your thoughts and see when you judge yourself. Remember, we don't need to judge ourselves for judging ourselves. So come from a place of curiosity, just noticing the judgment words and thoughts, right? We don't need to be like mad at ourselves, like, oh, I can't believe I'm judging myself right? We're judging ourselves. We're judging ourselves. We don't need that. That's just silly. So just noticing our thoughts. That's all we need to do without judgment. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I just said I should be working out right now, or I should, I should have worked out harder, or I should have used harder weights, or I should have ate more vegetables with dinner. That's all judgment thoughts. Okay. Number two, So next, we must recognize that it is our judgment that is causing us discomfort, right? It's causing the pain. It's not our actions or inactions or our weight or our circumstances, okay? It is our thoughts, our judgment, which is our thoughts about ourself that is causing the discomfort and the pain. And notice the resistance in your judgment. And that it's not us that is causing pain, okay? But it is our judgments. You are you, no matter what, no matter what size, no matter what weight, no matter the color of your hair, wrinkles, no wrinkles, rolls, no rolls. You are you. But it is your judgment about yourself those thoughts about yourself that create the pain. It's not you being a person that's creating the pain. It's not you not working out or eating ice cream or getting the jumbo sized popcorn at the movie theater and finishing it, right? But it's our thoughts about that that's creating the judgment, okay? So we must recognize that it's our thoughts about ourselves. It's the judgment about ourselves, but not ourselves in and of itself. (laughs) Does that make sense? Okay. So for example, 
and you commit to walking 30 minutes a day after work. You're like, okay, after work, I'm going to go walk for 30 minutes, stretch my legs, get some movement in. You're doing really well. And then something comes up or you just don't feel like it and you skipped a day. You probably have a lot of thoughts about you skipping the day after the fact, right? Maybe in the moment it felt good, right? You're like, oh, this feels good. I'm just going to relax on the couch. But later that night or the next day, you start criticizing and judging yourself. I should have gone for a walk. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to reach my goals. I'll never be consistent with movement. Okay, these are just thoughts about you not walking. Walking or not walking is just a circumstance. It's a fact. It's a truth. It's like either I walked or I didn't. That's it. It's not until you put your thoughts and your judgments around it that you feel bad, ashamed, frustrated, or defeated. This is where the pain comes in. This is why judging ourselves does not serve us. Okay. Number three. Finally. Now this is, uh, all I'm going to say is stick with me, my friends. Stick with me. Okay, just hear me out on this one. Okay, so the last thing is to simply allow what is. Whatever is there, accept it. Let it be without wanting to change it, resist it, or make it go away. Now, this can be a foreign concept and a skill that you are not used to, and that's okay. Just hear me out. Okay, so let's take the example of walking for 30 minutes after work. You're walking for 30 minutes after work and doing well for a while, but then something comes up and you don't walk. Now, instead of judging yourself for not walking, what if you just simply allowed what is? You didn't walk. Just let it be without trying to change it or judge it or want it to be different. Just be with it. You can even say, I didn't walk and that's just fine. Or I didn't walk and that's okay. When you let go of the judgment, we let go of the pain, the discomfort, and the negative actions that follow. Now, you might be asking or thinking that if you just allow yourself to skip a walk, when you say you're going to, and you're like, oh, that's okay. I just skipped my walk. That you are just lowering your standards or being too soft on yourself and that you'll never reach your goals. And I totally get this. I do. I used to be here. I used to think the same thing. That I needed to be tough on myself in order to reach my goals. But what happened is that if I wasn't perfect, then I would feel like I was failing and judge myself. And the negative spiral would begin again, right? So I know it seems counterintuitive to just accept the fact that you missed a walk and not judge yourself for it, but trust me, it works. Because when there is no judgment, guess what? You get your walk in the next day. You don't overeat. You don't undereat. No negative self-talk and no making up the walk at a later date. In fact, 
you might get curious about why you missed the walk and be able to troubleshoot or problem solve from a place of curiosity and compassion for yourself. Right? And that is productive. When we come from this place of curiosity and compassion, it's like, huh, I wonder why I didn't get that walk in. That's interesting. Hmm. I was super stressed out and it just felt more comfortable to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Okay. <laughs> if we want to change that, like, okay. And maybe that's fine every now and then. Maybe that's fine. But if you're like, hmm, I don't really want that to happen. How can I be proactive about that? How can I support myself? So when I have a stressful day, I still go out for a walk. And that's how you problem solve from this place of curiosity and compassion versus guilt, shame, judgment, criticizing, um, comparison. Okay. So when we, when we let go of judgment and we just allow what is, only good things happen, my friends. So when you notice yourself starting to judge yourself for something, just let it be. Let it be how it is without trying to change it or wishing it was different. It is the way it is, and there is no way to go back and change it. We cannot change the past. It's impossible. It's in the past. It cannot be changed. But what you can do is accept that it is, right? It is what it is without judgment or wanting it to be different. I encourage you to go through this process and maybe you start with step one and we just work on step one. And just notice, when are you judging yourself? Notice the language you use and how you feel and what you do when you do judge yourself, right? Just notice, like notice, does this serve me? Just notice without judging yourself, right? Judging, notice yourself judging yourself without judging yourself. <laughs> and then maybe after a week or two, you start to recognize that it is your judgment, those thoughts that is causing your pain and discomfort. It's not you as a person, as the size you are, as the weight you are, as the food you eat. It is your thoughts, right? That it is the resistance to what is that is causing you pain and discomfort. That it is wishing things were different. That you were different that is causing you pain and discomfort. So just notice and recognize, right? Like, oh, how interesting, right? That's, that's so interesting that it's my thoughts that are causing the judgment. It's not me as a person, as a soul as a human, but it's my thoughts about myself, those judgment thoughts that are creating this pain and this discomfort. Okay. And once again, no judgment about yourself being judgy. <laughs> okay. And then after a while of recognizing that it is your thoughts that is causing you the discomfort, start to just be with what is. I ate five cookies and that's okay. I miss my workout and that's just fine. I stayed up late watching TV and that's okay. Just being with the truth without wanting it to be different or wanting it to change. Okay. It is impossible to change the past. 
And judging ourselves for things we did or didn't do doesn't make it any different. It doesn't change the past. It doesn't make things go away. It does not, it will not fix the problem. Okay, my friends, I hope this resonates with you and you become more mindful about your judgment thoughts about yourself so you can drop the judgment and feel lighter and freer around food, your food choices, and your body. This is all I have for you today, my friends. If you like what you heard on the podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review um, or leave it on the podcast app that you're listening to me on. I know um, I can actually see the analytics of where people listen to me the most, and it is iTunes. Um, I believe Spotify is number, it's either Stitcher or Spotify is number two, but it's overwhelmingly iTunes um, or like the Apple podcast app. So head on there and leave an honest review. I'd greatly appreciate it. And join me for the next episode where I have a very special guest. Helen Bernie is on the show and we were, we are talking about the scale. (laughs) I know such a wonderful topic um, and how not to cringe when you see it. Okay. You're not going to want to miss this one until next time. My friends have a wonderful week. Bye.